0: hello everyone welcome back to the excel still more podcast i am your host chris emerson and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that we can employ to help us grow in our faithfulness to god to reach new heights to excel still more thanks for joining let's get started All right, everyone. So today I'm really excited to share this with you. I really wanted to do it in our earlier episodes, but it's just been kind of evolving and cultivating in my life, and I wanted to give it a few weeks, and I knew that there would be even more to share. But today we're going to talk about asking beautiful questions. We ultimately just have one thing we want you to think about this week, and that is the way that you pray to God. We know that we're supposed to pray to God with frequency. We're supposed to Be anxious for nothing and go to God every single day, but the nature of the questions, the scope of the questions, the amount of belief you're bringing into those questions, well, that's something that I think everybody could stand to reevaluate, and I'm excited to tell you about how I have interacted with God very differently in the last few weeks, really taking all of the limitations and barriers off of my faith, and experienced God's action and direction In some pretty awesome ways. So that's what we're going to talk about. Before we get to that, to the prayer part, I want to tell you where this idea originated, at least for me. There's a guy named Warren Berger, and he wrote a book called The Book of Beautiful Questions. So keep this in mind, it's just a secular book, it's not about God, that's a connection that we'll make in a minute. But the idea is that we just ask too many closed questions or don't ask enough questions. If people don't know things, they typically just go around not knowing things. And instead of exploring new ideas and asking really open, wide questions, ones that take reflection, self-evaluation, like, how can I become the kind of person who does this? Or, what are some things in my life that I've been missing that are holding me back? We tend to just sort of plug along and take it as it is. And most of the questions that adults ask are things you can just, you know, Google, and then you know it 10 seconds later. One of the points that he makes is that up to the age of about seven, children are pretty amazing at asking incredible questions. Have you noticed that? If you have a little one, a niece, nephew, son, daughter, grandchildren, whatever, when they're three years old, four years old, they're asking some awesome questions. For instance, you take a little three-year-old outside at night, and they look up, and they may ask you a really simple one, like, what are those things up there in the sky sparkling? And you're thinking, awesome, I can answer this. Those are stars. And so the little kid processes that a minute and thinks, okay, that's that's good information. Hey, I've got a follow-up question. Uh, how big are they? And it kind of hits you that, wait a minute, this is this is actually going to be a little complex to explain, so you do your best. And then they say, well, then why are they so small? And now you have to explain things about distance. And then maybe if it's a little kid who goes to Bible class, they may say, well, how how did God make those or something like that? And all of a sudden you're in this deep theological discussion of the magnitude of deity as you're explaining it to a three-year-old. And here's what's happening. They're looking up in the sky and that little child is thinking, I don't know what that is. But I believe that this adult standing next to me does know what that is. So I'm going to ask enough questions and ask for enough explanation that I can figure it out. And so as you feed that child information, they process it and decide how much of it they understand and believe, and they file it away, and they use that for later to ask even bigger, more amazing questions. And this is a really neat process that, unfortunately, at about the age seven, it begins to diminish. And for a lot of people, if I could just be straight with you, it diminishes for the extent of the rest of their lives. Teenagers aren't asking questions because they don't want to look vulnerable or like they don't know everything. We get into our 20s and 30s and 40s and we buy into this self-made business where you don't need anybody else's help and you have to prove your own independence. And then by the time people get late in their lives, they're not asking big questions anymore. They've lived most of their life. They have what they have. They know what they know. And they're not really interested in expanding those horizons. And that is incredibly sad to me because we have so many terrific resources all around us. If there's something you want to know more about, If there's some big question that you're asking yourself, like how can I become or what would it take to change or how can I get a better understanding of, whatever you plug in, you have resources everywhere. The internet is so deep and broad in terms of explanations and things like that. There are people, and we won't make this point too much as we get to the second half of this, but there are people in your life who know more than you do, who understand things that you don't understand. And if you really want to become more like them, and you admire them instead of being mired in jealousy towards them, you're going to think, you know what? I need to go ask them some big questions. I need to ask beautiful questions, not yes or no Googleable questions. I need to ask them, how did you figure this out? Or what were some things that held you back? Or if you were in my shoes, what were some changes you would have made to get to where you are? And when we start opening ourselves up like that, we start learning. And the Bible talks a lot about the need to gain in knowledge so that we can apply it in wisdom. Well, here's the thing. That's the idea of a beautiful question. It's deep, it's open, and it carries some really unique things. First of all, it says, I desire to know something I do not presently know. I'm willing to humbly admit that I can't really figure it out on my own. And if I'm able to learn something new, I want to apply it to become a better person. Those are some of the things that go along with asking beautiful questions. Now, here's where we want to go with this. We want to talk about the way that you pray to God. We have got to take the limitations off of God. We have to take limitations off of What he's willing to do, or what he's willing to answer, or how far he's willing to go. We need to ask big, amazing questions. Matthew chapter 7 will help us with this. Do you remember what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7? He said, Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and it will be opened unto you. Everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. Those are some awesome proclamations. He goes on to talk about the Son who asks his father for a loaf of bread. And he said, the father's not going to give him a stone, is he? Or he asks for a fish. The father's not going to give him a snake. He's going to give him good answers. But here's the thing. The son has to ask the questions. He understands his need, and he comes to you for help. And he's open about that, and you provide for him. What Jesus is saying is that's the way we ought to be interacting with God. Asking, seeking, knocking, big things, important things, and not being afraid to ask about that. Let me tell you a little bit about that context. Jesus is talking there in the Sermon on the Mount about some pretty weighty concepts that can be really challenging for people. He talks about not laying up treasures on earth, but laying up treasures in heaven. And maybe you're somebody who says, I'm really struggling with materialism. I'm really struggling with serving the two masters and being too focused on what's here instead of what's there. Well, you know what I think he's saying in Matthew chapter 7? He's saying, you need to ask me about that. Why don't you ask me big, beautiful questions? God, how can I get a new perspective on this? God, what are you doing and revealing to me in this life that's helping me? If I would just notice it, you're handing me the loaf of bread. How can I begin to notice the types of changes that you're trying to make when it comes to materialism? Just before Jesus said that about asking in Matthew chapter 6, he talked about worry. Do not worry. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you're going to eat or wear or sleep. I'll take care of you. So if you're somebody walking around carrying a ton of worry, it's like you're always concerned about something and the weight of the world is on your shoulders and you're thinking, how can I get past this? What I'm telling you is ask God beautiful questions. God, I'm really struggling with these worries and anxieties. Father, what are you trying to do in my life to lead me out of that? What kind of help have you already offered me, and I'm just not seeing it? God, will you show me your power? Will you show me your power in a way that can take this burden off? Unfortunately, I think we just get this limited idea of what God will do, and that's just a real fault of some of what we see in modern-day Christianity, this idea that, well, you don't see miracles like they were supernaturally anymore, and it's almost like we've forgotten that we serve a miraculous God. We serve a God that when you ask, seek, and knock, He can reveal those answers. But you've got to ask big questions if you're interested in big answers. As it gets into chapter 7, just before our verse, ask, seek, knock, it talks about not being hypocritical and not judging people unrighteously, but certainly assessing the difference between someone who's safe to be around and someone who is not. And look, sometimes that's really tough to figure out. So you know what God says? Open up and ask me about that. God, Who do you want me to approach today? What kind of work are you preparing for me so that I can approach someone with a softened heart? How will I know God when the person who's in my life is not good for me and when I need to make a big change? We have to ask big, beautiful questions. We know in James chapter 1 that it says, that you should persevere through trials, which people really struggle with. And it talks about asking for wisdom. If you do not ask, you will not receive. And if you ask without faith, you will not receive. And that's been the biggest thing for me. I feel like I've had these limitations on my faith. Like, God, I'm going to ask you a few things today in this prayer. And, you know, I know most of this you're probably not concerned with, and probably you're not actually going to do anything. But let me go ahead and just ask you a few little sort of easily achievable things, I'm done with that. I'm finished with it. I'm taking the limitations off of the size and magnitude of things that I ask God for. I will continue to base those requests on the Word of God, like I've just demonstrated to you in Matthew chapter 6. I want to make sure I'm asking things according to His will, but I'm going to ask for things bigger, bolder, and more amazing than anything ever before. Remember, Ephesians says very plainly, that he is able to do for you through his power beyond anything that you can ask or think. He is huge and powerful. I read a story the other day about a, it was sort of a parable about a man in Africa who took his grandson out into the plain and there was a lion there and a bunch of hyenas. And he said, do you think those hyenas could kill that lion? And the boy said, I don't know, probably not. And he said, well, what if a hundred hyenas attacked that lion? Could it kill the lion? And the boy said, yeah, probably. And he said, well, what if the lion was as big as a house? Could they kill him then? And the boy said, maybe. I mean, if they got all over him. What if he was as big as five houses? And the boy said, well, I don't know if they could kill him, but they could definitely hurt him. Well, what if the lion was the size of this entire plane? What could those hundred hyenas do? And the boy said, well, nothing. They couldn't do anything. And that's the thing. It's almost like I've been praying as if God was the size of a house. And if enough adversarial spirits are around me, then whatever he wants to do in my life will be stopped. I'm finished with that. God is bigger than the plane. God is as big as the expanse of this universe and bigger as he brought it all into being with just a spoken word. Now, let me tell you something about how this is going to work. You're going to love this. If you're willing to open yourself up to God in that kind of way, which takes a lot of self-assessment and a bigger view of God's influence... You're not just asking God yes or no questions. You're asking God about process, about thinking, about revelation, about direction. When you're willing to do that, I want to end by telling you that there are three terrific ways that God will answer, not God might answer, or maybe every once in a while it'll be apparent that he's listening. Forget all that. Take those limitations off of your faith. God will answer. Let me tell you how. Number one, providence. Providence is the daily weaving together of things that happen in and around your life that indicate God's presence and direction in your life. You may ask, Lord, how can I be more evangelistic? I really want to share the truth with someone. And then you'll notice that he'll weave some new person right into your life. Where did this person come from? And they're just right in front of you. How can I get closer to God's people and then some invite will come for you to go to a Bible study or some family will invite you over? How can, I, how can I get more committed to worship God? I want to change the way that I worship and you'll stumble upon some podcast or some literature. What I'm saying is ask big questions and God will probably, he already has, woven the answer into your life. That's the most incredible part of this. God has already answered most of these questions through what's happening in your life, but you haven't noticed because you haven't been asking. When we start asking big, we will start noticing the providential actions of God. Here's a second way that he answers. Not just providence, but passages, Bible passages, Scripture. And so what do we do? We ask Him these amazing things. This is what I do in the morning, these miracle mornings. I talk to God in the most open concept, big concept possible, and then I sit down and open the Word of God and read a chapter in the New Testament. You will begin noticing things on the page as if they had been written specifically for you. God, how can I feel closer to Jesus? And then you find yourself reading a story where Jesus' words help somebody get through something just like what you're facing. How can I be the husband that I should be? And it just turns out that Ephesians 5 is your reading for the day. How do I know if my baptism was right by you? And there you are in Romans 6 with the description laid out ahead of you. We're reading Scripture, not seeing the answers because we're not asking the questions. But when you do, God can do amazing things. And then thirdly, there are three ways God answers. One is providence. The second is passages or Bible study. And the third one is just people. Pray and make requests of God and look at the people in your life and ask them for help. That is incredibly important to do. Maybe you're saying, God, how do I become a stronger Christian? I, I just feel like that the potential's there and I'm not able to realize it and I don't know what to do. And God is looking down at you thinking, I put people right there in your church, right next to you who can help you face all of these things. Why don't you reach out to that person? Why don't you take these open questions and ask them? How did you get through some of the things that you faced? And how do you think I could become more like that and get a mentor? I'm just here to tell you, God has put very wise, incredibly successful people all in your life. And the answer to your problems is right there. But you have to be willing to ask. Listen to me carefully. Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and he who seeks, finds, and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Do you believe that? I believe that with every ounce of my being, and I mean on the most difficult, challenging, incredible things. If I'm asking beautiful questions, guaranteed, God will provide beautiful answers. Acknowledge the true infinite size of God and ask Him questions that reflect that belief in His glory and watch as He opens up for you opportunities that you never thought were possible. Have a great day. Be intentional in your faith. Do everything you can to excel and grow and move forward. But don't forget to start the day asking beautiful questions. If you found this helpful today and you would like to support the program, there are three great things you could do. Make sure that you go to iTunes or the podcast app and subscribe, leave a rating, and also a review. That would really help us out. Don't forget to share with people that you care about. And remember, you can follow along on Facebook at the Excel Still More page. I hope you have a great day. And remember, whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.